welcome to another episode of 353rd. I am Scott Barstow. And I'm Anders Brownlee. Anders, I saw a, a link on Twitter yesterday yeah. to a story about 3D Robotics, which is, of course, the company started by your friend and mine, Chris Anderson. 3DR, yes. Uh, not really our friend, but nonetheless, <laughs> we have had a conversation with him. Yes. And um, so they are actually shooting uh, short movies all mm. with 3D Robotics drones and GoPros. These are, these are quadcopters... That, that fly a programmed path, right? So you can, just, right. you can just say, you know, take my little tablet here and say, I'm going to go, you know, you're looking at a map, put it from here and then fly it over to there and then go here or whatever. And they have, they fly along with, they carry a camera, a little GoPro camera. Um, and yeah, yeah so, so the, the thing that I thought was really interesting about that is here is... Uh, I, I, first of all, I haven't I haven't really seen a company making a movie before, but we have seen companies make content before, uh, all kinds of content. You know, like GoPro, right there. I mean, you you see all these uh, extreme sports. You see people flying wingsuits. You see, um, yeah, and usually with like Red Bull as the sponsor or something like that. Well, so Red you got Bull, all these, so, these crazy dudes, right? Uh, but doing but Red, Red Bull stuff. Red Bull is interesting. Red Bull, like uh, you know, what they have done is basically they've started a bunch of of sports. You know, if you call them sports, uh, you know, they have the airplane racing. They have you know the lots of like wingsuit flying competitions and this and that, and and that's a happy little marriage there between GoPro and. Uh, Red Bull for a lot of these things, but that was originally started by Red Bull. Uh, yeah. Red Bull said, "Look, we, you know, we we've got a we've got an energy drink here that's going to get a bunch of people amped up. Let's have them dive off of buildings into like at the, in Boston here, they dive off of one of the buildings right into the uh, into the harbor. The, yep. Their cliff diving championship that they bring by. So what's happened here is is you know they can't or they don't want to or it, it's it's you know too expensive to buy. They can't buy into the standard sports fr- franchises like the NFL or or you know uh, baseball or hockey or whatever. It's just the bar is very very high, and it's also undifferentiated if they did. So yeah. instead, I think Red Bull being shooting NFL videos would not be compelling at all. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. and but so, them shooting videos of you know some dude in a in a squirrel suit. Driving off a mountain in Italy is really, I mean, those videos are incredible. Oh, my word. And these videos from 3D Robotics are just remarkably good. Like the quality's top shelf. I don't know what the acting's like. It doesn't really matter. Well, it does matter. I mean, so so you have essentially this camera platform in the sky, which you can buy. And so they they are doing, this is the first time I've ever seen somebody, you know, some company saying, hey, we're going to make a movie of just uh you know shot on gopro and and these uh these 3d robotics uh, quadcopters so uh they're essentially carving out a niche for themselves and i, I think is really interesting i think you know is the acting going to be great you know I'm probably going to sit here and say probably not but it doesn't yeah, matter at least not early on not early on but it it definitely definitely could get there uh, especially yeah. as they throw more and more money at it if you look at like 
the way GoPro incents things and, and what Red Bull has done. Uh, there's, a, there's a slew of companies doing this, and they're, they've created these, these whole new areas. So, so uh, I, I think, you know, movie might be, I mean, that's a huge commitment. I think, you know, maybe half hour. Yeah, these are short films. I think yeah. they're 18 minutes or something like yes, that. Yes, right. That but makes the, And you expect what I expected when I saw the link. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be all aerial shots." Yeah. You know, from like typical GoPro kind of uh cinematography where everything's from from, from above, above you yeah. and it's all of these. But no, they, they there's one scene where these guys are chasing somebody down an alley and you know, the camera's falling right behind yeah, uh, right behind the characters, and it feels like just like a regular movie. Yeah, it is. It is compellingly shot because uh, you've you've got this this gimbal platform in the sky that that can you know be just as comfortable flying around outside as flying right through the window and being inside and being up at eye level, uh, you know, hanging out while while two people talk. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I think it is. And the, you would have shot these, you know, five years ago. You would have shot this with a helicopter and a big sure. camera crew, yeah. and all these, all of this stuff. I remember when I was in California two, three years ago, they were shooting. Uh, we were out at uh, uh, Point Dune or something like that. I can't yeah. remember. And it's this beach uh, just north of LA, and we're out, you know, hanging, hanging out. And all of a sudden, all of this huge film crew shows up, nice. and this. Uh, uh, this girl was, was there shooting her music video. Oh, and so yeah. she's out on the you know typical California scene. She's out at the end of this point and looking out over the ocean. And there's probably, conservatively, 20 people there, at least, yeah. you know, making this thing happen. You've got all of the extras on the set. And then you've got uh, the helicopter crew, which was, we were there for probably, we, we sat and watched the whole thing, which was really cool. Yeah, And... So that you have the helicopter crew that's there for at least two hours. Really? Um, shooting all these different shots, you know, coming in from different angles and all these crazy things. And, uh, and that, you know, they had to get there. So who knows how much, that's probably, you know, 20, 30 grand, 50 grand. I don't know how much it was for the helicopter crew, but yeah. it was substantial. And then, uh, but all of those scenes today yeah, you know, that's what I was thinking about when I was watching this clip. Was all of those scenes could easily be shot with this quadcopter? That's what thirteen hundred bucks? Yeah, sure, something like that, and a GoPro camera that's just amazing quality, and you could get all of the same shots for you know two grand, something yeah. like that, with somebody that knows how to fly this thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's that's interesting. I mean, the the other point on that is. So the the helicopter is you know the way we would have done this five ten years ago would have the the helicopter circling around, but then you would never have used a helicopter indoors. Not that that's necessary to. No, but you don't get you know, there's interesting perspectives yeah, that you right. miss. Right? That's right. That's right. Right when you can float from one one level in a house to another. Um, you know, how would you do that? Well, you would probably use a crane of some sort, like one of those, in, yep. you know, those uh, indoor kind of with a crane boom things. camera on the boom end. Boom crane, right. that's yeah. the one. Yeah. So, so I mean, and and then that has its own limits to you know the way things go as well. The other thing, though, that 
you know, so, so the, the other side to that would be the fact that a quadcopter makes a good deal of noise. So you, you may need to redo the audio uh, yeah. if, if, you, if you want to, you know, not have the sound of the thing uh, inside. I don't really think it's necessary to shoot the entire thing on, uh, you know, using a quadcopter. I mean, there are things that a cameraman standing there is a much cheaper uh, oper- operation. Yeah, and I think to your point, you don't have the audio because you're going to hear the whir yeah. of the. I I don't know how you edit that out. I guess you uh, don't. I'm sure, I'm sure there's. Don't. Uh, you just have to keep it far enough away from the mic, or I don't really know how yeah. they solve that problem. We'll we'll find out when the actual film comes out. All we saw yesterday was the trailer, uh, yeah. but I think the. It's just another for me. It's these you just get these glimpses of what the future is going to look like mm. and you start to see uh, prof- entire professions being completely transformed by ideas like this where somebody says, look, I'm, the point of this is not for me to make a Hollywood quality you know, feature length film all with you know, a drone and a GoPro. That's not the, what they're trying to do is illustrate what's possible. Yeah. And and just and push the envelope of how people think about uh, how to use these things. It's not just for aerial shots of your picnic. Yeah, you know, you can actually do real cinema if you have somebody that knows how to control this thing. You can do real, you know, tight shots and uh, and have it feel like somebody's standing three feet away from you with that camera that you were talking about. So the 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 other thing is like especially with 3d robotics i don't know that you need to be i mean you don't need to be a rock star pilot right you you the thing generally flies mostly on its own um so there are ways that you can i mean like we said you just program in hey go from here go to there you know go back and forth circle this thing just go around and around follow me things like this so uh, the the other thing that that this could do though would be to allow one person to uh to more somebody that's on screen actually you know be the cameraman somebody that that could say like okay we're going to do a scene maybe it's two people and they would have needed a third to make the the movie but they don't have to because one of the actresses hey we're just going to walk down this thing so let me program that in okay action and then they've just walked down the thing and the camera follows them so it it creates these interesting little things the reason i'm bringing this up is because you know i used to make uh, movies in quotes uh with my brothers when i was young and we were always stuck by the fact that we can never have more than two people on screen because there always had to be a third holding the camera. Sometimes right. we would set the camera up on a rig and we could have the three of us, you know, in some, but then the camera didn't move. With yeah, totally. Right. Yeah. And, and this is back, you know, this is back when you basically did the editing when you did the shooting, you know, yep. we were shooting on videotape and, and it previously it was on film and you could actually cut the film and that was fine, but that was really expensive. Um, so, moving forward it you know our constraint was was really one of editing control that was necessary in motion so now this allows you to you know really one person could make a movie could make a a, a very scenic film um like you're saying it doesn't have to be the great vacation it can be you know pretty much anything uh scene setting with these things is is absolutely ideal um but we're getting in the weeds i think the the key here is that it's it's really 
uh, drastically cheaper to get out there and um, and get a camera that that orbits around something or whatever. That's just drastically cheaper from from the film crew that might cost you know however much uh, flying a helicopter. So as a helicopter pilot, flying a, uh, a turbine costs about seven hundred fifty dollars an hour just just to f- just for the helicopter. Right. Uh, then you need a pilot. You need you need the gear and and all these kinds of things. So it's not cheap, and you generally don't fly it for five minutes and, and be done with it. I mean, you're paying for every time the 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 engine on the thing is running. Yeah. So you got to you got to fly out to wherever it is. Point is, very very expensive. This is this is a lot cheaper. So it's interesting to see they they said to themselves, okay, well we have this camera platform. Wouldn't it be great if and they start you know diving into the the quote you know films or the 18 minute little things well i think like you said the the music video is a, is a great area there really interesting direction yeah uh, because you're not going to have audio in that anyway right you, you know you're totally. going to have the music anyway so it's a great way to shoot that kind of film where you're not worried about the sound uh, that the you know that the thing is making sure Right, a sports yeah. sports be yep. a, another obvious one. Maybe that's you know a lot of that. You kind of think Red Bull slash GoPro. Well, here you know GoPro. There's your in. You know I don't know. So maybe there's something there. Um, there's probably lots of other things. But the point is to me the uh, the macro point is this is how advertising is going to be done going forward. Um, what what we're looking at here is a company that's defining a niche. They're defining this. This is the way we're going to do it. This is the thing we're going to do. We're going to carve out our thing. The old school, like you know, for for Red Bull, the old school would have been these sports to get into, or you know, costs a lot, and they're yeah, undifferentiated. Yeah, you thirty and, seconds for some ad on some TV show during right, prime and, time or something like that. Yeah, versus <clears throat> versus owning the thing. And yep. You know, red. It is the Red Bull aerial race and the Red Bull cliff diving competition. Yeah, and you have Bull. Red Bull New Year's Eve in Las Vegas, where they're you know riding, taking some motorcycle off the top of a building, and, sure, you know, and riding, jumping, yeah, jumping, you know, fifty cars or whatever they do. Right. Yeah, you have these crazy things. I think the other thing that, uh, just going back to the film thing for one second, I think mm-hmm. so. I've been listening to this podcast where Robert Rodriguez was interviewed, uh, who's a famous director in Hollywood. I had no idea how many movies he had done before I started listening to the to the interview, but he's done Spy Kids. He did uh he did all of these uh movies that have just been Spy Kids is not critically acclaimed, but he's done all these movies, Desperado and oh, yeah. a number of others where he's had this uh he's considered uh in the same conversation with uh Quentin Tarantino in terms yeah. of his abilities, and he tells the story in this interview, and we'll post the interview, uh, the link in the show notes. But Tim Ferriss interviewed him, and he's telling the story of how he shot his first couple of movies, and it's much like what you described. He had it was him and his brothers, or him and his two friends, and they just went and shot movies, and uh, they would, he did all the editing, he did all, he did everything. From yeah. soup to nuts, and this uh, the the movie that his first couple of movies ended up. Uh, one of them got picked up at uh, uh, what's the film festival in Utah? Uh, uh, the uh, Sundance. Yeah, in Sundance. So one of them gets picked up at Sundance, and all of a sudden, like he's on the map. Yeah. But he's a guy who he keeps. He still to this day keeps his film crew very small. It's all people he knows, 
And he likes to, he still likes doing all of the work himself. Yeah. And you think about putting this kind of tool in that guy's hands, who's not just the old Hollywood guard, uh, you know, let's do things with a big bloated crew and a huge budget. Yeah. You put this kind of stuff in that guy's hands and I, who knows what he comes up with. Sure. But it's, right. but he would have the, uh, it would be way more interesting than even what the 3D robotics guys do because they don't know cinematography. They don't know how to make a movie. Um, probably. Uh, maybe they do. But I think the the idea being that in the hands of somebody who's willing to do things differently, then the capabilities of this thing and the quality is going to go through the roof. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just, just the... So the the mental jump here was, and it's it's really just saying, hey, we're going to make a movie. Is you know, we're not trying to go and make you know really cool looking aerial scenes. We're going to ignore the fact that these scenes are are fantastic looking. Instead, we're going to concentrate on trying to tell a story, mm-hmm. and that's a that's a very different. Most you know quadcopter pilots uh, that I know have don't that never even enters a conversation they're geeking out about you know rotor diameter and stuff they're they're not they're not thinking about okay we have this platform in the sky so how can we tell a story and that's something that a director would do they would that's right they would say like i don't care what the technologies are they create these really cool capabilities yes but if at the end of the day they're not in service of the story they're worthless like i'm you know i don't that's that doesn't serve me so it's great to see it'd be great to see somebody you know take this as a tool and i I think that definitely will happen uh certainly because of the price and a matter of fact you know if i were a kid now and if you were a kid now and we were shooting probably on a um iPod touch <laughs> or, yep. uh, or an iPhone or something and, yep. and very, very likely editing on, on the iPhone. And your dad just bought one of these 3DR things or a DJI Phantom or some, some quadcopter with a camera on it. And suddenly you could get the helicopter shot of the house as well. I mean, it would just open up all kinds of things. So I think, you know, we're, we're, we're probably, there's probably a, a crew of you know aspiring quote film unquote uh directors that are that are growing up with this technology and and we're going to see some some really fascinating stuff it's great to think of these things as tools in service of a story as opposed to uh you know geek out technical devices or just you know here's here's some scenery because it's beautiful that's Um, right you know, let me let me fly my helicopter through the house and into the outside, and then back into the house, and you know, it looks cool. Um, yeah. So the other the other use of this thing that uh, that comes to mind is also you know in real estate and uh, you know showing properties and showing vacation yep. destinations. And there are a couple of companies that are already doing this do. at scale. Yeah, yeah. There's a company in Southern California. There's actually one here in North Carolina where oh, if yeah. you want to sell your house, <clears throat> they'll charge you. I don't know, $95 or something like that. Somebody drives out to your house and shoots this amazing footage of your neighborhood and your home from the outside. And then some of them will even take a Matterport camera, a 3D Matterport camera into the house mm-hmm. and do 3D video of the inside of your house. If I have a good looking place and a good looking location, I'm doing that all day long. As, yep. as somebody who is looking for a house right now, uh, the online options are 
absolutely horrible. Oh, that's you, terrible. It's just like, it's yeah. the, you may as well just be showing cars. Yeah. It's, it's just, just lists of stuff. Yes. And you have, you know, you have 20 pictures of this thing, which are all shot yeah. by somebody who doesn't know how to take pictures. Or even if they do, you're still not getting. Yeah, you don't get the idea. It's definitely not. And, and they're also trying to shoot a certain specific thing. That's right. Trying They're say, trying to tell the story the way they want to tell it. how big it is, right? That's no, right. You know what? Look, I, it, you're not going to fool me. I'm yeah. certainly going to be there at some point and realize that, you know, I don't know, the closet is in the living room or whatever it is. You know, uh, so I, don't waste my time. It just, ugh, the whole real estate thing gets me, gets me all, you know, upset because it could be so much better and it, it is just so in need of disruption. Yeah, they uh, still horrible, want you horrible. to be with the agent and go out and see every house, and you waste so much time. Yeah, and we're actually uh, we're uh, getting our house ready. I think we're probably going to sell Doing it sometime here soon. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, you that's, how do I'm, this. that's how I'm going to advertise the house. Oh, totally. Like, if you want to see what the house looks like on the inside? Here's yeah. a video. Totally. You want to see what yeah. if and only show up at my front door. Yeah. If you have looked at this video and you're really interested. Yeah. And you want to waste my time. Yeah. You want to walk through the house because you've seen it and you're really interested, but it's going to be by appointment only, you know, and I'm going to ask you, have you watched the video? Yeah. Know what you're getting into. (laughs) I love it. Do you know that? Have you seen the house? Do you like the neighborhood? Yeah. Like the street we live on? Because even with stuff like uh, Google Street View, you still don't get the feel of driving down the street. Yeah, that's true. And I think with, uh, you know, with this kind of technology, you could show somebody, you know, turning in at the top, top of my street, here's what it looks like when you're, uh, you know, five feet off the ground in a car yeah. coming down my street and all of a sudden you pull up to the front and it's like this, ah, yeah, right? Right, this um, is home. That's what right. you want to create. Absolutely. That's, that's the feeling you want to create. And right. this, and this, stuff that all this technology around drones and it's funny you know it's you and i were, were working on this stuff in 2011 i remember being up in boston and we had this conversation that spurred the idea for working on this tech and mm-hmm. um and now it's almost uh, everybody's i was at an event yesterday i was at this picnic and there was a guy there with a 3dr camp uh, 3dr quadcopter yeah. Who was shooting aerial footage of this picnic? Yeah, and he was just walking around. You know, he had the thing ten, twenty feet off the deck at times. At times, it was head height. Uh-huh. You know, filming under the tent, and it was just really cool. It's like this is this this is how this stuff gets captured now. Yeah. It's not somebody walking around and having to have you know yeah. a camera on their shoulder or even one of those mini cameras where you look ridiculous. You know, <laughs> you're around filming stuff. It's like yeah. this thing's kind of out of the way. Yeah. And for the most part, and uh, you don't even know somebody's filming you. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the other uh, sort of example that, that comes to mind is, is uh, you remember David Morgan did the race across America. Yep. Uh, so it's a, this is a race that starts in, in California. You, it's a bike race. You dip your back wheel in the Pacific ocean and then for the next six and a half days or whatever, you ride all the way across the United States to Maryland and then you stick your front wheel in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, so I came along as a roadie, essentially. Like I'm driving one of the one of the uh, one of the support vehicles, and I happen to be with uh, Sledge, who's a, you know the photographer. And we were we were shooting pictures and shooting video and you know, little interviews and this. It was fun. Um, 
but the 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 production would have been vastly different uh, had we had a camera like this, and it would have been very easily doable. And I imagine if you do that kind of a race now, uh, you know, the overhead shot, the like all it's going to drastically change what that is. Um, so I, I think that there's and, and and I mean, how what better a canvas? to to brag that kind of a oh my gosh like, yeah mean, you guys went through the desert you went uh, yeah. through all of this amazing terrain yeah over great over the bridges mountains. i mean yeah. you know the crossing of the mississippi i mean like it was it was intense i mean the the canyons the the you know just some of the the ways the roads kind of snake through you know pristine meadows and then up in the rockies and i mean it was it was idyllic and I mean, we're going about as fast as you can go on a bike. Yeah. So like, you know, sometimes it's like 70 miles an hour down, down the, down some of the hills, but up the hill, I mean, I could walk faster than some of right. the, some of the stuff. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, it would have totally changed the, that landscape, that, that project. So imagine what that's going to do if, if we, you know, have, you know, a bunch of years for this to bake in as a possibility. And I don't think, I think the, the movie is a little far because, yeah. because of the audio problem, because of the, um, you know, it would just be cheaper to have a guy sitting there with a, um, you know, with like a, a little camera over his shoulder and that's it. Uh, but it, some aspects of the movie are, are far better told with a aerial camera platform. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Scene setting, all these kinds of things. So it'd yeah. be interesting to see them. And I think, I think music videos is definitely where they should go. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think the, the macro point of this podcast is like, well, we've a, a bunch of companies, newer companies with, with products that, that are very different. Uh, and what they're doing is they're able to get in and, um, establish a you know a, basically a genre for themselves just by creating a sport or creating a uh, you know high intensity activity or creating a you know a, a movie or or what have you I, I, these these are these this is the way advertising is going to be done this is if you want to associate your brand with something great and you you can't afford the Super Bowl spot, and you also want to be differentiated. This is a much better way to do it. And then now you have people, uh, you know, you're you're you get to own it. Your name is the Red Bull, whatever, right? That's right. Um, so so you are you are closely associated with it. And there is just a a wide variety of stuff out there uh, that that could get these these you know. This could be an advertising channel. Could get these naming rights. So yeah. you know why? Why don't they do it? And 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 I think they definitely will. And I think you know at the end of the day, you're going to see the the mainstream, the the big, uh, you know, the big sports like like the NFL or whatever. You're going to see sponsorship advertisement in in very different ways. Kind of the way the TV industry started, where you had Walter Cronkite and put the you know, box of crest uh, toothpaste right. on his desk and say, this half hour brought to you by 
you know, crest. It's the the um, the the advertising is baked right into the show. I, if you look at uh, football in the rest of the world, soccer, right? They already do it. You you have the uh, ads that run around the the entire you know the entire field. Yeah, uh, they're embedded deeply in, and I think that well, I can't believe in, in you know in football. Uh, World football, not American football. Uh, like the jerseys are all advertisements. So totally. You've got yeah. Emirates, you know, Fly Emirates yeah. is on the uh, is on the jersey or whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think the the other thing that I would say is that uh, to our point that we've been we've been talking a lot over the last really four or five shows about uh, just the notion that content is starting to come out of these really unexpected places. Yeah. And starting, you're starting to get just this amazing quality. And we've talked a lot about Netflix and the shows they do. But here you have a hardware company that's a, that is not just a hardware company. You know, 10, 20, 50 years ago, somebody who made a device like this, you made a remote control car. Yeah. You weren't thinking about shooting video with that car. Or even if you had a, you know, a helicopter, remote control helicopter, you weren't thinking about, okay, well, we're going to be in the content business. All of your focus was on... Yes. making that device and yes. what these guys are doing is saying nope that's not we don't we're not going to be boxed in we're going to do we're going to show we're going to show the world what our platform can do and we're also going to make really interesting and compelling content and the barriers are effectively gone yeah interesting yeah. interest really interesting times we'll put we'll make sure we put the links to these uh, to these three DR short films and the link to the Robert Rodriguez uh, interview with Tim Ferriss, which is a must listen. It's two hours long, but it's jam packed with great stuff about how Hollywood works and how he thinks about creativity. Anyway, really great stuff. Love it. But uh, Love it. we'll put all these in the show notes, and we'll and, and we'll see you next time. Sounds good.